Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast by Urbis Partners. I'm your host, Tim Knight. I'm Andrew Nicholl. And today on the show, we're talking about chat GPT for property investing. Yes, we're going to do a bit of an experiment. Can you use chat GPT for property investing? Now, Andrew, for anybody who hasn't heard about this, what is chat GPT? Oh, I think it's your new boyfriend, the way you carry on about it. I love it and it loves me back. <laughs> Why don't you marry it? Anyway, chat GPT for any of you who don't know and haven't heard Ed go on about it for the last two months, is an AI-powered chatbot. Now, the world is getting very excited about this, and actually Ed came back from Chicago even more excited than he already was about how we can implement the use of this in our business and make better systems and provide better data to, to all you listeners out there. And one of the really interesting things is the size of the membership of this platform. It took two months for ChatGPT to get 100 million people sign up for it. Now, I think I heard a comparison of like how long it took Google to get that sort of number. Yeah, it was way faster is the short answer. <laughs> but effectively, you could ask it lots of questions and then this artificial intelligence gives you lots of answers back. Now, I asked ChatGPT what kinds of things a property investor could use a tool like this for. And it said, well, maybe you could use an AI chatbot to give you some market analysis. Maybe it could crunch some numbers and analyze data faster than humans. So maybe if you're looking at market trends or property and values, rental yields for different areas, maybe it could give you some property suggestions. So could artificial intelligence generate a list of potential investment properties based on your criteria? So rather than going on TradeMe or realestate.co.nz, could ChatGPT give you a list of properties to potentially invest in or even do a risk assessment such as, well, what's the risk of investing in a specific location, e.g. South Auckland or Aranui in Christchurch. And here's an interesting one that I think is probably the most likely, though we'll do an experiment of this live on the podcast, generating documents. So could you get ChatGPT to write you a lease agreement or provide you a letter to talk to your tenant about increasing the rent. I actually saw someone on the Property Investors chat group use it to respond to a tenant's text. Ah, interesting. So Andrew, let's run this live experiment. Okay, so I'll tell you what to tell your boyfriend and you see what he says back to us. Let's generate a list of properties in Auckland within a price range of, say, 900000 to a $1 million. Cool. So this is actually a prompt that I said to ChatGPT, give me some questions I could ask you about investing in property. So generate a list of properties in Auckland within this price range. What does it say, Andrew? I'm sorry for the confusion, but as an AI developed by OpenAI, we do not have real-time or up-to-date specific databases, the internet, or proprietary listings to provide real estate information. So what it's saying is, hey, look, I told you you could ask me this, but Actually, I don't have the ability to do this. It's still going, actually. Yeah, it's still going. Providing like hypothetical a, examples. A, yeah, a random example as well of 789 Ponsonby Road in Ponsonby, and it's just spitting out fake properties, really. So maybe an example of if it was connected to the internet, what it could do. So what's interesting here, and it's a really important point, is that ChatGPT is not actually hooked up to the internet, you can't ask it to find you properties on TradeMe, even though it told me that it could do this. I didn't know it wasn't connected to the internet. 
No, Where so, is it getting its brain from then, Ed? Well, what they've done is they've taken a snapshot of the internet in September 2021, yes. and that's what they've fed into ChatGPT, right. but it doesn't have access to anything after kind of late 2021, so that's a really important point. Okay, interesting. What else could we potentially ask it? Could you do something like analyse the property market trends in, let's go Addington, Christchurch, for the last five years? And again, this is a question that ChatGPT told us we could ask it. Huh. What's it Seems saying? Seems you knew, buddy, isn't so smart after all, Edward. So what's it saying to it says, us, It's not connected to real-time, up-to-date information on the internet, databases or pro- proprietary listings. I can tell you that Addington and Christchurch, like many areas in New Zealand, has been experiencing a rise in prices. This could be due to a number of factors, including low interest rates, limited housing supply and strong demand. Yeah, it's talking about earthquakes. It's talking about maybe some restaurants and shops. My view on the information that's spat out, and remember, this is only up to September 2021, is it is very generic. Very general. So I feel like this is even more generic than an article you might find on stuff that was written two years ago, because it's only giving us really surface level information. Now, let me be clear. We're going to talk about the future of where this is going, but in terms of some of these questions that it told us we could ask it, It's not giving us anything that exciting right now. Let us ask one more. I'm quite keen to know about risks of investing in a particular area. So you mentioned Aranui before, which is a lower socioeconomic part of Christchurch. Identify the risks of investing in Aranui and Christchurch. Okay, here, it's spitting out here. So it's saying that investing in property always involves some amount of risk, and it does depend on the market at the time. Oh, it's actually giving us slightly better responses. So So, the first thing it's saying is earthquake damage. So it's saying, hey, yes, there were some earthquakes. So there might be some future seismic events or future earthquakes you've got to think about. What else is it saying, Andrew? Insurance costs might be higher because of those earthquakes. Property maintenance. So it says some properties, particularly older ones, might have maintenance issues. So again, quite a general answer. But then it's got quite a specific one. Socioeconomic factors. As of 2021, Aranui has been considered lower socioeconomic area compared to other Christchurch suburbs, which I think is quite interesting. Then it talks about market volatility and regulatory changes. So again, very generic answers. But it, it, I mean, it's correct in saying that probably one of the big risks is the socioeconomic factor. This could almost be written off our website. And I wonder whether it's had access to, to us because even this, before investing in property, do research, yeah. talk to professionals, real estate agents, financial advisors, lawyers. They can help you understand what is going on in a specific area. It's almost written in line with exactly what Vanessa, our compliance manager, would want to say. Do you know who Andrew Nicol <laughs> from Opus Partners Oh, no. Partners it's going to invite. It's going to. And then it's just Andrew ty- typing out. <laughs> As of my trading, oh, it doesn't know who you are. Oh, whose fault is that, Edward? You've kept me a secret. <laughs> I love how it knows who Opus Partners is, but, but not you. Actually, I'm not sure if this is going to make it into the podcast, but I've already asked, <laughs> uh, asked it before. Do you know what the Property Academy podcast is? It better. Oh, there we go. Oh, it's a popular podcast, according to ChatGPT. Not according to some developers giving presentations. <laughs> okay, so it can't generate a list of properties. It can't really analyse property market trends, but the potential risks could be an interesting one. I also want to test out that create a lease agreement. So I'm going to ask it, create a lease agreement for a residential property. And I'm going to say in Christchurch, New Zealand. Now, I think 
adding in where your property is is very important. Particularly so, when which country you mean? Yeah, specifically around that. So if you were in the States, you'd ask it something different. And if you're in Australia, you'd ask it something different because the laws would be different. So I'm going to say in Christchurch, New Zealand, and let's see what it says. I feel quite good about this one. Well, it started off by um, recommending that you talk to a property manager or a lawyer because of the regulations that are involved in this, but it has actually drafted out an agreement. So we've got the address of the property and it's got, you know, premises, landlord, rents to the tenants, the address is at this time, the term of the lease begins here, it goes to then, the rent is this, the deposit is this. Interesting about the insurance. The tenant understands that the landlord's insurance does not cover the tenant's personal property. Now, I would say that might be a condition that's specific to New Zealand. That's really interesting. And also we've got termination where the agreement ends, the tenant will return the premises in a clean and good condition. Now, legally in New Zealand, we call it reasonably clean and tidy, but I think that kind of hits the nail on the head. It doesn't say anything about the need for professional cleaning or carpets, which I know some people put into agreements, but you actually can't do in New Zealand. It talks about quiet enjoyment. This is actually not the worst thing in the world. Given that it took uh, about three minutes, I think it's pretty impressive. And the good thing here is that if you're a self-managing landlord, maybe this is how you could respond to texts or something like that. I think you were just talking about that, Andrew. Or drafting specific letters, or even trying to educate yourself about the Residential Tenancies Act. Like This will have fed into it the laws of New Zealand, and you'll be able to ask it just like very technical but straightforward questions. So I think there could be a bit of an opportunity there. Anything else you want to ask it? Can you put in a trade me listing and and get it to dig out some information on the property or because it's not attached to the internet that won't work? So I have tried this but I'll show you and everybody at home what the story is. So if I look at this, what is it, a three-bedroom townhouse in Papakura and I, uh, what do you want to ask it? Um, What would this rent for? Cool, so I've asked it what would this property rent for with the link and again it says It doesn't have access to the internet, but here are some things you could look at when considering the rent. And again, it's quite generic. If you're already listening to this podcast, it's probably not going to blow your mind, but you can see that when AI gets access to the internet, that is where property investors are really going to be able to get some value out of this. So one of the key things though is you need to know what to ask it, right? So you need to actually frame a question in such a way that you're going to get an answer that's going to be useful. Yeah, I think if we were to redo these questions, you know, something like generate a list of properties in Auckland within a price range of 900 to 1.2 mil, that's probably not specific enough. Once it gets access to the internet, you'd probably want to say, Give me a list of properties in Auckland within this price range that would be good for a property investor. A good investment to me looks like having a gross yield of 5%, being low maintenance, under 10 years old, whatever you want to put in there. You know, has renovation opportunity. By has renovation opportunity, I mean that it has two bedrooms between 85 and 95 square metres in South Auckland that I can add a bedroom to. Like getting that specific so that it's actually able to give you good results. If you just say, show me good investment properties, well, what you think is a good investment property is different from what I think is a good investment property. So it's probably not going to make you a more educated property investor, but once you are educated, it can save you time. When does it get access to the internet? I don't know. They haven't released when that's going to be. 
But I'd probably say within the next year or so, you'd probably be able to start asking it some pretty sophisticated questions. You might not always be using ChatGPT. In a year's time, there might be something else that is a better tool that we could use. Maybe it's going to be Google Bard, which is their new version of a search engine, maybe something along those lines. But I tell you what, there are some interesting ways that I'm personally using it at the moment. So I am religiously using it, and I'll show you, Andrew, for Excel formulas. Oh, yeah. I, I This is delightful because Ed's never come to me for any advice on Excel, but now, now that he's got his new mate. So I was asking, I was trying to do some Excel stuff, and I was thinking, I don't know what the formula is to do whatever I was trying to do. So I just described it to ChatGPT. So what, tell me what you've described. Oh, it's probably not very useful for me to explain it. But it just came out with exactly the formula that I needed in order to go through. And then similarly, I've been working on consent data for our website. So I needed to look at a big list of suburbs and find out what region they were in. So I just said, cool, here is my list of suburbs. And there's probably about 100 suburbs in there. And they're just the technical codes. And I've said, tell me what region they're in. And it's spat out a table, which I can then feed into my Excel spreadsheet. So for me, it's pretty useful at the moment. How long would that have taken you to do if you'd done it manually? Hours. Oh. Hours. And I think that in the future, if I could hook up my Excel spreadsheets to this, I might be able to upload a massive database and say, what are the trends that you're noticing? That might take me ages to figure out. Mm. So I certainly think it's going to automate a lot of economists' work mm. because really, what do we do? We crunch some data. We tell you what the trends are. Well, uh, a computer is probably better at doing that in the future. Any other interesting ways you think a property investor might use ChatGPT? I think the biggest thing will be around the data side of things, but whether or not people do that themselves or whether or not you crunch the data and then make that available for people, I don't, I don't know because, you know, again, a lot of the data that you get, for example, that you might put into a graph and put on our website, it's readily available for most people. But people don't know what to do with that data. So that's, I guess, in my mind, what separates out a tool like this and a human being. Yeah, well, even if we think about our over-undervalued analysis, that raw data is available to every single real estate agent in the country. Now, the question is, well, do you get that data out and crunch it in the right way? And do you know how to be able to ask in this case, it is, is ChatGPT, well, which areas are overvalued and which are undervalued. And then also, if it gives you a false positive, so if it what is known as hallucinates and just makes something up that seems plausible but is actually not accurate, can you tell the difference? Mm -hmm. So sometimes when I was getting it to categorise suburbs, I noticed a couple were incorrect. And so it's told me an answer. It appears to be accurate, but actually I know that is actually not accurate. That's really interesting. So, for instance, there are a couple of suburbs I said categorise these into regions. It categorised them into North Island, South Island. And so sometimes I was like, okay, I'm not going to trust the results it's giving me in this specific answer. Yes. Because I know that this is not accurate. And I, how can I accept that, then put it out into the world for everybody listening to the podcast to make their decisions on? And then actually the data was inaccurate because we relied on AI. <laughs> I like that chat GPD is just like you, gives an answer whether or not it's right or wrong, but everyone right, believes let's wrap it. let's up there. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, one thing I do want to say is, so what do you think of this experiment? Has it been an epic win or an epic fail, Andrew? I think it's really exciting to see what the early stages of this are. And I think it's going to change and evolve to something much, much greater in the coming years. I think it's quite fun at the moment. I, I played around with it over the Christmas break. It's a bit, a bit of a gimmick at the moment, but I think there are some uses for it. But I think in the future, it will be a majorly powerful tool. 
Right, let's wrap it up there, but please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Really does help us get the message out to more people. And hey, if you've got a mate who's really interested in IT and tech, maybe you'd like to share this podcast with them. That is one of the main ways you can help us grow this property investment community we're building. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Tim McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. We're going to be back here tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics, and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time.